Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. It is God's will that you, that I, be overcomers, not overcome, not victims, but victors, victorious. Uh, the scriptures. And the Lord didn't tell us that we would never have any challenges, but he did tell us that if we would trust him and believe him, he would always cause us to triumph. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, and come on into the classroom and join us. We've saved you a seat right up here in the front. And by faith, you can join us. You can come right on into the class. And um, let's believe him for real answers to real issues right now. Father, we ask you for the anointing that teaches, the, the things that only your spirit can do. We ask for the quickening of every heart and mind and quickening of spirits and bodies. We ask for answers and direction and guidance and help for right now. And we are confident that it is your will and that you hear us and that you grant us our request. And by faith, we receive it. And we thank you for it. And we give you the glory and we give you the praise and we give you the thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, would you get out our great textbook, the Bible, and go with us again to Hebrews chapter 10. We've been for a number of weeks now on a study we're calling By Faith. And it's a study of this great 11th chapter of Hebrews. And you'll notice that verse after verse begins with, by faith, by faith, by faith. Uh, in the 32nd verse of the 10th chapter of Hebrews, you get a better context starting here when he says, Call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions, partly whilst you were made a gazing stock both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly while you became companions of them that were so used. For you had compassion of me and my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that you have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward." Now, last week, we spent quite a bit of time on this, and we were seeing that the context of this 11th chapter, faith chapter, is these individuals were being persecuted, and they were experiencing uh, mocking and uh, even their properties being confiscated. And in, in light of that, he says, don't cast away your confidence, he, he said, prior to that, he said, you took joyfully the, um, the confiscation of your, your goods, uh, the spoiling of your goods, uh, knowing that you have 
in heaven a better and an enduring or lasting substance. We'll see in just a few verses, he says, now faith is the substance or confidence of things expected or hoped for. It is the conviction of things not seen. Well, can you see he was already talking about that. They, how could you take joyfully the spoiling of your goods? Well, you, you wouldn't enjoy people taking your property because you're a Christian. But uh, the way you could have joy anyway in that situation is that you look beyond and realize that if I am being persecuted for being a believer and I am suffering some things, not for my own mistakes, but because of my faith in the master, there is great reward comes after this. And so uh, maybe I lose some of this temporary stuff. Well, it wasn't to last long anyway. <laughs> I wasn't going to keep it long anyway. But it has to do with looking beyond the here and now into the there and later. And faith has to do with the not seen and the not yet. Did you hear that in this uh, in first verse? Uh, in fact, we, we looked at other translations of that. It'll bear repetition. Uh, God's Word translation says, Faith assures us of things we expect and convinces us of the existence of things we cannot see. Today's English version says, To have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for, to be certain of the things we cannot see. Well, if you're expecting it, it's not yet. And if it's, uh, you can't see it yet, it's unseen. Not seen, not yet. And that's, that's when, in that context is what he says, don't cast away your confidence. Confidence of what? That you are expecting bigger, better, <laughs> right? Greater, later, you're expecting. And he said, if you won't uh, turn loose of your confidence, your expectation, it has a great recompense or great pay of a reward. And he goes on to say, for you have need of patience, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Time tries trust. You know, uh, most anybody could say, I I believe I receive it. I claim it and boom, three minutes later it, it, it manifests. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, there'd be a lot more people signing up for that, right? I mean, the, you, people would be knocking the doors down to get to that. But uh, in so many things, uh, it doesn't just happen the same day or the same week or the same month. Uh, some things don't happen the same decade. But to the Lord... That's no time at all. It's like a blink of an eye. To him, a thousand years is like last night. And so we need to uh, get renewed in, in our thinking that just because we don't see something in a few days doesn't mean a thing, right? Just because we don't see something all come to pass in a few months, that doesn't mean a thing. We need to actually be prepared for that, you know? If you're prepared to stand long, then uh, oftentimes it doesn't take as long because um, the enemy sees he cannot wear you down. He cannot get you to quit. And so it's, uh, 
you know, even with Jesus after tempting him severely for 40 days and nights, he left him for a season because it's not doing any good. He used everything he knew. And we want to keep the enemy waiting. <laughs> as, far as, as far as waiting on us to quit, keep him waiting. Not going to happen. We, we're going to stay hooked. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. It has great recompense of reward. You have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. I want you to say that out loud, class. Now the just shall live by faith. Say it another time. The just shall live by faith. Just means those justified, those made right with God by the sacrifice of Jesus, by what he did. We're not justified in his eyes by our works, but by what the master has done. We've received what he has done. But uh, in all believers, you could say it like this, believers and of course that makes sense, doesn't it? Believers will live by believing, <laughs> will live by faith. But uh, the reason I say it is because we're going to draw a contrast in just a moment. Uh, the just, the believers will what? Live. Everybody say live, live. Live by faith. He goes on to say, but if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. So drawing back, pulling back, sitting down, laying down, giving up, quitting is the opposite of faith. Faith is progressive. Faith advances. And to, to give up and quit and stop is to stop having faith. We're not of them who draw back unto perdition or destruction, but we're of them that believe to the saving of the soul. We studied verse by verse in the previous weeks how that by faith Abel gave and by faith Enoch walked with God and by faith Noah prepared the ark. And we've gotten all the way down to uh, the 35th verse nearing the end of the chapter here. But before we read this again, um, well... No, let's do it this way. Verse 35, let's read this, then we'll backtrack a little bit. He said, by faith, women received their dead raised to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Can you see this continuing theme of looking ahead, looking, looking out, looking ahead? Uh, faith is the conviction of things not seen. And faith is the confidence of things expected. And all this has to do with looking past where I am right now. And it said, Others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonments. Imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were tempted, they were slain with a sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all having obtained a good report through faith, and that's that same idea of a witness, 
or a testimony, they received not the promise. They didn't see everything they were believing for in this lifetime. But God, having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Some things he had on hold until we came along. And those even that will follow us, we appreciate that, don't we? That We get to get in on all of these things. But I want you to notice back in verse 13 that halfway through the chapter, he was talking about the same thing. Verse 13, he said, these all died in faith. Uh, the margin actually puts a note in my Bible that says that the Greek uh, says according to faith. These all died by faith or according to faith, in faith. And uh, this is a companion verse to the one we saw in the 10th chapter about how the just shall what? Live by faith. Well, guess what else the just do? <laughs> Die by faith. Die by faith. Um, and in fact, you'll see that um, the biggest challenge and therefore the greatest faith has to do with dying. We, we saw here in the last verse of chapter 11, talking about these guys, uh, these men and these women that did not accept deliverance. They would not recant and renounce their faith. They would die rather than say they're not going to be a Christian. And many of them did, and many of them still to this day. And chapter 12, verse 1, this wasn't written in chapter and verse. He says, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. As we said uh, last week, this word is the word we get our word martyr from. And so it, can be tra it is translated both martyr and also witness. Because it means the same thing. What is a martyr? A witness that wouldn't recant. A witness that would not deny their faith even if it meant their own death. And it said, uh, talking about everybody that we've read about in, in chapter 11, uh, from Abel to Enoch and, and down to these prophets and, and David and Samuel and, and all of these unnamed individuals who were martyred. We have a great cloud of martyrs, of witnesses, uh, martyrs. Even if you didn't physically die uh, for your faith, you can sacrifice a lot for your faith without actually, you know, being killed physically. So the principle is the same. And so, some things last longer and are harder. <laughs> Than just pow, you're dead. <laughs> uh, so it, you don't want to only think of being physically killed and being a martyr, but basically it has to do with experiencing difficulty and sacrifice for your faith. Uh, he said, Where, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, 
the author and finisher of faith. Actually, the word our is in italics. So he's the author and finisher of faith. Of course, that would include our faith because our faith is a measure of his faith. There wouldn't be any faith except it came from him. But can you see why uh, we don't need to leave out 12, 1, and 2 in our study of Hebrews 11 because Jesus is the last individual he's talking about <laughs> with, uh, concerning faith. And he is the premier example of faith. In fact, he is the author and the finisher of faith. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, uh, basically you can, you can backtrack up in the, in the chapter a little bit and you can go, well, Abel knew some things about faith. Enoch knew some things about faith. Abraham knew some, quite, a, quite a bit about faith and praise God. But Jesus, he's the Alpha and Omega of faith. He, he's the beginning and the end. And we, we looked at other translations said that Jesus is the, uh, uh, he's the perfecter of faith. He's the beginner of faith. He's the completer of faith. He is all these things. Can anybody say amen? He, he is all, all these things. Thank God. Well, um, we see that it says the author and finisher of faith for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Again, looking ahead, looking out. It reminds you of just a few verses earlier about Moses. And actually, Moses is a, is a type of the master. Uh, in verse 24, it says, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing. Everybody say choosing. Choosing, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. We got into this last week that uh, flesh is willing to sacrifice tomorrow for instant gratification today. But faith is willing to sa sacrifice today. And, and can you see this? Sacrifice the pleasures of sin for a short time for something far greater tomorrow. Flesh is foolish. Faith is wise. Can you see that? He chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming, estimating, considering the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Can you see he is willing to sacrifice today? And he was, he would have been a billionaire by today's standard, in the family he was in and the access he had and the authority, he gave it all up. For what? To be identified with a slave people? To be maltreated? Uh, lose his power and control? But he didn't see it as losing. Oh, come on, can you see this class? He, he saw it as gaining. Gaining big time. And you'll see that when people complain about, well, 
you know, I got to give up this or I got to give up that. They don't know what's going on here. If you're talking about sacrificing something to obey the Lord and fulfill his plan in your life, if you see what he's allowing you to be a part of by doing this, then you consider the sacrifice to be hardly anything, right? You, you, your estimate of the reward is far bigger than your estimation of the little stuff that's going on right here. And the uh, sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. But notice this word, choosing. Choosing. Faith actually is a choice. When you believe something, it's you chose to believe it. You chose to allow yourself to be persuaded of it. Or you chose not to be. You'll hear sometimes people say, you know, I'm sorry, I just can't believe that. I, I just can't believe all that. Well, that's an, actually an untrue statement. By nature of what faith is, you can believe anything you choose to. It doesn't have to be true. You, you can believe anything. You can just decide to believe what somebody tells you or what you hear or what you imagine. You can believe anything. It's, just, it's a choice. Now, you're foolish if you do believe anything without verification or knowing where it came from. But to choose uh, to believe is, is the best use of the free will God gave us. And it honors Him. And it allows Him to do for us things that He's not able to do for everybody else. Everybody say, choose. Choose. choose choice. Go with me to Luke, if you would, over to the, uh, the 14th chapter. Jesus had a choice. He said, nobody takes my life from me. I lay it down. I've received commandment. I, I, I lay it down, and I can take it back up again. And so when they came to take him, and when it came to the scourging, when it came to the cross, he even said, don't you know that I could call on the Father and, and he would send legions of angels. So he could have been delivered at any moment through that whole trial, through that mocking and scourging and crucifixion. And I know that we, we wouldn't expect any less of our master than this, but try to put yourself... <laughs> In that place, you know, when you can make the pain stop, you can get out of it now, anytime you want to. And yet, he chose not to. He, cho he, he didn't accept deliverance. And he died in faith. Oh, come on, can you see this? And, and it's wonderful to talk about faith like we saw, faith to give a wonderful offering, faith to prepare, faith to build the ark, faith to conceive a child, faith to cross the, the Red Sea, faith to march around the, the walls of Jericho. That's wonderful. That's faith to live by. Can you see that? 
You're living by faith in this life. But really, now we're talking about a whole nother level of faith, right? Faith to die by. And not just die by, all, all of us want to die in faith, whether it's as a martyr at 45 or uh, a Christian who's lived out their entire life at 105, um, you want to die in faith, right? You, you want to leave here in full expectation of coming into the presence of the Master and that He has paid for all your sins and you're not going to be judged and, and they've prepared a place for you and, and all that. You want to die in faith. But dying, uh, sacrificing things you could have had here uh, for fulfilling the plan and purpose of God, that's a bigger choice. Can you see that? And that requires another level of faith. And can you see, he talked about all that through chapter 11, and now he gets to Jesus. And Jesus endured the cross, putting up with the shame, despising the shame, and putting up with an enduring you know, they mocked him, they scoffed, they spit on him, they slapped him. They, you know, he didn't have to go through all that, uh, you know, just certainly not for anything he had done. He didn't have to allow it, but he did. He allowed it. What gave him the power to do that? His faith enabled him to do it because he kept looking beyond as to what this would do for us, what him enduring that, what him experiencing that would do for us. And we'll find that even though the price has already been paid for everybody's sin, we can't add to that. We can't um, do anything more for that. Doesn't need to be done. Yet there is a suffering according to the will of God that is like the master's suffering that we are willing to endure for our brothers, for our sisters, to get the will of God done, to get the plan of God done. Jesus talks about, let's read it in, in Luke 14, 26. If any man come to me and hate not his father, mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters, yea, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sits not down first and counts the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Lest haply after he laid the foundation is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Notice he mentions finishing three times there. So likewise, whoever he be of you that forsakes not all he has, he cannot be my disciple. What does that mean? It means we need to be such that we won't let anybody or anything come between us and us finishing our course for the Lord. And there's no price too high and there's no sacrifice too great, but you got to count the cost. You got to make up your mind going into this thing. There is no price too high. There is no sacrifice too great. I will live by faith and I will die by faith. Can you say amen, class? Well, our time's up again. Said out loud, we live by faith, we walk by faith, 
We overcome the world by faith. We're strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.